Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here, and I have a very special guest, Ben, Benjamin Harrison. He's our LinkedIn licensing expert all the way from where? From Nashville, Tennessee. So all right. I'm here. He's here to talk about a little bit about LinkedIn, reaching out to companies. Is it difficult? Is it hard? What's the overall take about that? Well, it's really easy, really fast, really effective. It's something that people are getting responses in a minute on Saturdays nowadays. So easy, I would say, would be the answer to that one. You, you know what I love about it? It used to be where you had to call a company and you had to get through a gatekeeper and you had to kind of weasel your way in to get to the right person. And that was not easy to do. And it used to be where if you had, you know, you're looking for just someone's email, right? And then you would send them a, a nice little email, which was spam. So, but it doesn't work that way anymore because you can do it through LinkedIn. And if you have the correct profile, if you do the right outreach, it works, doesn't it? Absolutely. It, LinkedIn has changed the game whenever it comes to getting in touch with people. And now more than ever, people aren't picking up the phone. People are so used to getting spammed uh, via email that LinkedIn is the go-to platform for mm -hmm. reaching out. I know I prefer it whenever people reach out to me that way. I pay attention different when I'm able to qualify them. Okay. And you can't do that in a cold call or a cold email. Yeah, it's you call it the digital handshake. That's right. That's right. I call it. I call it your. I call your profile on LinkedIn your. You're really your personal sell sheets. But the reason why we're talking about this is that um, Benjamin and I wrote a book called Licensing Ideas Using LinkedIn. Okay, and James is gonna put it up so you can see it now. But we wrote that book uh, a little while ago. It has great information, not only from my experience, but from yours, but from a lot of people, right? That's the neat thing about what we've been doing in InventRight and through our program Smart Pitch is that it's a community effort and it's, it's a community book. And so that's what we've been able to do is not only just take our experiences, yeah. but take everybody's experiences and learn from that and then have the community to be able to benefit from not just what we've been through, okay. but what a ton of inventors have gone through. What we've also done, Benjamin has been teaching a class just on this topic called Smart Pitch for about how long? Uh, a, a little over a year, probably 14, 15 months, something okay. like that now. And the reason why we think this is so important, especially for everybody that's listening today, we believe if you really want to get in the game of licensing ideas, you're going to use this tool today. It's the most effective tool if you do it correctly. And you've been teaching this class for over a year now, and it works so well. We've wrote a book about the darn topic. It works so well. So we're going to play... Um, you're going to watch now uh, Smart Pitch a class and see what happens because people are really engaged. I'm amazed. I went on the Smart Pitch uh, a few times throughout the years, but you built a huge community. And, and why is it so important? People are there. They're kind of waiting. They're talking about all their experiences when they're reaching out to companies. And so everybody's kind of learning at the same time. What's happening over there? Well, it's really neat, Stephen. What's happened is 
we started having those meetings as a general Q&A okay. for people that didn't maybe understand a certain aspect of the Smart Pitch online course. But what it's turned into is a place where inventors from all over the world come together and everybody shares. And we have okay. over 50 inventors at this point, okay. normally from all over the world, that come together and share that experience. And so it's, it's become very powerful because it's not just one person's experience, it's an entire community's experience. And it's really neat to see how giving other inventors are and how willing they are to share what works for them. What I like about it is that you have some coaches from InventRide up, up there, you have some other successful inventors, you have all these people talking about their experience, and everybody's playing the game. Everybody's submitting ideas, they're getting responses back, and they're sharing what's working, what's not working, so it's really a group of, of like-minded individuals that are, that are in the game of licensing. So I want you to watch, we're gonna put it on now, enjoy it, if you want more information, look down below, and I want you to experience what is it like to be part of a community that's helping each other. Stephen Key here, Benjamin Harrison over here. Thank you for watching. Subscribe down below. Bean, thanks for coming out. <laughs> thanks for having me, Stephen. So uh, I love everybody's hats. First off, uh, happy holidays, whatever it is that's safe to say nowadays to everyone. Uh, I love the, the Christmas spirit. Great to see everybody's face. Um, I don't see Miha back with us yet, but uh, April was telling me that he's had some really good luck with something recently, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from from him about all that. Uh, anybody, if this is your first smart pitch meeting, which I don't see anybody that's back on right now, that that would that that would um, include. But if you have any questions you can just enter them into the chat and i will answer them there anybody first off it's not even just a question if you have something that's been working for you if you have something that you want to share with the group i don't want to limit it just to hey if you have a specific question for me because that isn't what this is all about in the first place so if you have anything that's working for you that you want to share with the group if you have any recent experiences that you want to talk about it doesn't just have to be in the form of a question. It's not like a Jeopardy answer. Uh, you can feel free to share it and we'll talk, talk through. Uh, that being said, uh, anybody that wants to start off, feel free to. I'm going to grab our legal jargon that I'm supposed to enter into the chat really quick. But uh, Paul, you said uh, everybody's killing it, huh? You said that it's just anyone that says that this is a bad time for licensing just that is, doesn't know what they're doing, correct? That was, that was where we left the meeting before I had to end it for everybody. Now can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now, Paul. Okay. <laughs> I said, I don't know that I'd go that far. Um, because there's all of us that are pitching stuff that we're not getting deals on too. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, we have a visit from Santa. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not know Santa was coming tonight. Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Santa! <laughs> all right, thank, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope everybody was on the nice list. I doubt that. Not this group. Um, there may be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a, I, I did not know my husband even had that costume. So I don't know. This is a brand new thing what do you here. Mean, what do you mean your husband? Is your husband Santa? Because it looked like Santa to me. Talk to sorry, sorry. There, there was Santa. <laughs> but regardless, good good time, huh? Look at, man, look at TJ. Uh, TJ may not have Santa, but he's got the Christmas spirit. He's got his fire going in the background. Goodness gracious me. Yeah, it's not a green screen. Yeah, I, I need to hear like a crackle coming from there to believe it, TJ. That's just gas. <laughs> well, gay, good to see you, man. So yeah, Paul was just saying everything's still rolling, still a good time to to be pitching. I don't know if anybody else has any uh, recent pitching experience that they want to share. Dana has got. Yeah, I am super excited. What's up, Dana? It's gonna come at a better time, right? So over. Over the weekend, I was just reaching out to, um, you know, I'm trying to get into that clip strip arena. Some of my ideas are so simple. Um, so I went to the local grocery store and I just looked at everything on the clip strips and I started turning them over, taking pictures of everything. And um, I reached out to a gal that is the manager of product development at Jason. I don't know if anybody knows what Jason is, but they're all over. Um, grocery stores with the little clip strip things. And I just reached out and said, hey, hello. I said her name. I'm a product developer specializing in simple clip strip ideas. I would appreciate connecting with you. Thanks. And um, not one minute later, <laughs> I got a response that said, feel free to email me at, and her email address. How simple is that? Dana How simple is was that? Yes. Not only, just, yeah, yeah. Not only the weekend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I always work on the weekend. I work at 11 o'clock at night, midnight. You'd but be amazed. the one-minute response as well. Yeah. Like she's the queen I love of, it. of these. I just love it. So nice I will be professional. I will wait. I will wait. Uh, well, maybe because it's Christmas, I won't wait a few days. Maybe I'll shoot it out to her tomorrow. Yeah, it's Christmas. I'll shoot it out to her tomorrow. If it was any other time of the year, I might wait a few days, but I don't want to get kind of lost in it. So, um, and like Paul said, you know, the holidays doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So that was exciting we, news. I think we all have this in our head that everybody takes the whole holidays off from like November 15th till January 10th. <laughs> but then you think about it. How many people do you know that are off during the holidays, everybody works up until Christmas Eve, and then they're right back at it a couple of days after Christmas. And so, yeah, it's there's plenty of people out there waiting for their phone to ring, just wanting to chat with you. But what yeah. I liked about what I said in the, I said I specialize in simple clip strip ideas. Do I? Don't I? Yes. I think I do. I have three or four simple ideas that'd be great for a clip strip. So I specialize in it. I gave with myself little, that title. With a little incentive, you could ins you could specialize even more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept it, you know, my, I think my point here is short and sweet. Short and sweet. And, and specific, too. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, yep. that's another thing, is you speaking their language to them. Hey, every, everything's perfect. It's as short as it, as it can be for you to be as specific as you were, and that, that's it in and out and i was so was that a linkedin message was that a, yes a, yes it was linkedin and she gave so, me her email address boom boom so easy, easy. that's one thing that that i've noticed too 
is I get in the habit of just checking my phone. I, pr I probably shouldn't. I'm not the person that's like always on their phone, but I do notice even uh, sitting around during the holidays that I, I'm kind of looking for somebody to respond to or something to do. It's yeah. I, I find myself checking it and because there's not a lot of other things that I'm really as responsible for, it seems like I, I end up like actually knocking it out and getting back to somebody extra quick. Uh, Warren will tell you different. I left him hanging yeah. recently, but it was just because I wanted to have accurate information. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's a bad time at all. No, I, I, I think it's a great time. I, um, because I, I treat a lot of people like they become my friends. And, and being here in Australia, it's like I have, I have friends I can speak to 24 hours a day. It doesn't really matter. And, and for me, it's not, when I'm inventing, it's not actually, it's not work for me. Like I'm having a good time and I'm having fun and I'm talking to people who, who are interested in, in things that I'm interested in. So it's not, I don't look at it these days as really as a job. It's not like I'm working 24 hours a day. It's like I'm having fun. Well, most of the time I'm having fun, twenty four <laughs> hours a day, and it's uh, and it, it's really is it, um, like you were saying, Paul. It's it's an exciting time. I'm I'm building a, a team for for a couple of projects I got, and and it's an exciting time um, finding people to come on board on my projects with all where, this knowledge that I haven't got. Warren, how come I haven't heard about this? Where was my uh, invite? I'm I'm not on the team, man. Is that how it is, mate? Actually, it's funny you should mention that, Benjamin, right? Because, because, and I haven't really, um, what we're doing is we're developing, one of the things I'm doing is we're developing a, um, an inventing program for kids, like for primary school kids, because I do a bit of work with primary school kids and they're just in April, like your kids, you know, they inspire me. They're just so creative and we're producing a, um, a program for kids so that cool. teachers and parents can roll it out. And Benjamin and April and anyone else who wants to be involved, there'll be some very special places um, in that program for you. So don't worry, your invite will be there. I just, I, I just need to do my work first and I haven't quite got that finished. That's more like it. And uh, Warren, uh, I'm happy to work with you on anything, man. It'd be a pleasure. I'd have a feeling be we'd on. be doing a lot of laughing and smiling <laughs> the whole time. But what yeah. you brought up, reminds me of a question that I had a student reach out to me with recently, which was uh, they were asking if there's any uh, services where they will um, like automatically send out LinkedIn messages for you so that you can set a time of, of you know, that you want these messages to go out. And then, cause he said that he doesn't get done until later at night and uh, he didn't want to be sending out messages. And I told him, the, for anyone else that's curious about the, that question at all, they do have those services out there, but they're not smart to use because LinkedIn can end up uh, having a problem with third-party services. And if you're, if you're trying to, to hack the system in some way, it can, it can negatively backlash, you know, have a negative backlash on your account. But really there's no the the real answer is there's no bad time to message someone on linkedin like i don't mind a, a 8 30 p.m message on linkedin that's somebody that's grinding that's somebody that that's hustling and 
I told him like, don't think of that as a negative thing at all because it, it, it isn't. And it, so have fun. Don't, don't think of this as, as, a, as a, I guess, a, as much of a job or that you have to play by a certain set of rules. There really is no bad time as Dana will prove to message someone because she gets one minute responses on Saturday afternoons. So, you know, don't, don't sweat it, send them. But uh oh, man, I, Benjamin. Sorry, sorry guys. I'm Benjamin. I'm. I don't know what's going on. I just got a knock on the door. Hey, yeah, yeah. Come in. Who is it? Sorry guys. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I don't. I don't know what's going. Come on. in. Party. I don't. I don't know what what it is. Keep Who your is camera going there? in case it's a crazy person. Oh my God! Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Anybody that does Oh my God, Ben has to put a mask on that beautiful face. That's terrible. That's a crime. That's a crime. Yeah, so there you go, Warren. There's your surprise. Uh, I've been mooch docking in Andrew's park or driveway for the last couple of days. So that's where the, the Smart Pitch live broadcast is from. I thought you looked like you were in a camper. You're, you're, you're welcome to stay as long as you like, man. Andrew's been so good to me. <laughs> Andrew. I'm so I'm like smiling and they can't see me. I know it's now. weird. It's like, yeah. Hey Andrew, Andrew. You, you missed your thing. You're supposed to wear your get up and be Santa oh, Claus. Hey Paul. <laughs> yeah, April's <laughs> husband walked in. Yeah, uh, a whole bunch of people here. Oh, yeah, man. Good, right? Good to see everybody. That's isn't fantastic. It? Got a few few hats. How many hats do we have? Two, three. Yeah, at three. Least. Yeah, at least three. That's cool. No, no, you messed up, man. You should have brought yours. Yeah, you got a nice desk here. He's got a nice desk at the front of his rig here. I know Andrew's jealous. We've been comparing rigs. He actually moved his uh, his trailer that he has, his camper, out into the street so that I could park in his driveway. That's what oh. kind of guy Andrew is. Wow. <laughs> but uh. So what am I gonna do? Sit here and oh, I got a little ottoman. Yeah, I'll just kick back. Ottoman. You do your thing, man. I don't wanna. I don't want to keep you. All right, but we were just talking. Hey, uh, Miha, yeah. Miha, you have had a uh, a coach bragging on you. April was bragging on you. She said that you've been successful recently with uh, some methods that I needed to get you to share with the group. She said she didn't care if you wanted to share it or not, that I was to twist your arm and I was supposed to make you do it. But uh, so how's everything been going, man? What's up? It's great. It's great. Still working on my ideas. Try to connect with people for next ideas. I usually make connections in advance, uh, one to three months in advance. When I found a project, then I start connecting to LinkedIn. And the best tactics is uh, that I like their post or something, but it's something new. Uh, I usually like posts or something from that person which I'm targeting and after that they usually connect with me and start some kind of relation because it's more personal and it works. The system works uh, more than 80% success. So this is my tactic last week's. Uh, usually I, I just wait for for connection but now when you write something on their post or their when they 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 commented, it, it works much much better. 
Miha, how many, I mean, a lot of people don't post anything on LinkedIn, right? But if you like a post that somebody made, you know they're pretty active if they're making posts. Yes. Yeah, you can see, there you can see, you can target the persons who are regularly on LinkedIn, who regularly post, who has a lot of posts. So this is uh, probably the best person to try to connect because they are usually on LinkedIn. Definitely, yeah. yes. Do you go to their profile and you just click see all activity and then you click on yes post? yes on targeted on targeted uh, company yes definitely got it you do that so you do that for everybody and how many is it like one in ten people are actually making posts one in five what what's your guess it depends it depends but usually you always have persons who are regular on LinkedIn so. But it depends. It depends. Let's say when you find the person, uh, it is 80%, 80% that they will connect with you if you use this this, this method. But now, it depends on the person. If they're not making posts, but you see them commenting a lot on other no. posts. Yes, it's much harder. It's much harder. It's much harder to connect, definitely. Uh, and something I want to just really point out too is he's doing this before he's ready. It's so important to, he has a new project, like his latest new project right now, he's reaching out and connecting with all these people. So it seems, you know, kind of different than we're, you're used to hearing, but he's reaching out and connecting with them. And then he's going to spend time on his prototype. So now he's on his, what, I don't know, fourth, fifth project. So he's getting this down. Fit, yeah. So he's gotten down the whole LinkedIn, when to contact people, and he's found that it works best for him to be connected with them for a few months so that he could comment on their things, connect with them, keep commenting so they're seeing him, right? And then when he asks them a question, it's not like, I just connected with you and now I want you to help me. It's already they're building, he's building that relationship. So that's yes, why. Yes, it's made in advance, two or three months in advance. When I find the product which I will work, I, st I start connecting with persons from targeting companies, yes. I think that's great, Miha. I think that's really smart, long game. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're putting your little coins into the reciprocity well before you're asking anything of anybody. Yes, and it's come personal. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so you're act, you've already done something for them. So people that post yeah. on LinkedIn, they really appreciate anybody that gives them any kind of engagement. Anybody that likes it, anybody that comments, that means a lot to them. It really does. They definitely, yes. And so mm -hmm. if you can do that for someone, before you need anything out of them, especially if we're talking months, then whenever it comes time for you to actually ask anything of them, they yes. kind of owe it to you at that point, yeah. uh, more, more or less. I mean, don't ever treat anybody like they owe you that. But if you've put those, those coins in the reciprocity well, then at that point, they do owe you the, a little bit of time a day because you've already given them value. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to approach any relationship is to give as much value as you can to, to the people that you want to be you know, in business relationships with. Yes. Neha, 
Way to keep active, man. Way to keep yeah, going. Yeah. Way to Great. keep working. I love it. I love the long game approach. It's uh, it may be uh, it may be hard for some people to to find that exciting or well, or you, if you're just starting out. But somebody that understands, hey, you're gonna have ideas after ideas, and you're gonna have time frames that that you need to work those projects on go ahead and start connecting it seems like a a, a no-brainer yeah. for somebody yeah and especially if you guys are new i mean i was talking to our head coach terry and one of our coaches today and the coach was telling terry and myself um like she asked the student are you are you doing a smart pitch and they were like uh yeah yeah i watched all the videos and she's like she gets on linkedin she's like i don't see you have a profile oh no well, what's the point? You know, I mean, you gotta, and, and, and I think we want, if you're new to this, you want to get on and you want to create your profile and start adding everybody at InventRight and start adding people long before you're ready to reach out. Um, so we want to try to push people to do that sooner rather than later. Sorry if I'm hard to understand with this thing, but. Uh, Aaron, or Orcazo, however you pronounce your last name, man. I, I hate it. I'm terrible with pronunciations. Man, it's good to see your face. It's been a minute. Uh, you, uh, you still active and after it? You have anything going on currently that you want to share with the group? Man, I can't hear you, brother. Yeah, I think it's his mic because he's unmuted. Yeah. yeah, you're unmuted. But I think it's your microphone or you need to, yeah. I'll always love. Does that work now? Cool. So what's up? Yeah, I've just been doing what you guys are saying, and I'm going to pitch some toy products. I'm connecting with everybody who's in the toy companies. I'm finding new companies with that other suggestion where you guys said other companies are listed as well. So this class is really great because I'm just doing everything you guys are saying and working. That's awesome to hear. So you're uh, moving into the toy industry. I guess it was a dog toy. It was uh, that you were doing before. Not not that far uh, from your wheelhouse at this point. Yeah, just make the toy a little bit smarter. You've been April to to get you in everywhere. <laughs> the toy master pro over there. Toy master what, April. What what I'd Jeez. say? Make sure you get on the um, trade show sites because they list all the companies. So I'm sure you've probably heard that before, but definitely get on those. And um, it's February, I think there's gonna be another um, shy tag event where you can pitch to learn and pitch to uh, companies as well. I mean, you can do that on your own as, you know, too. So nice, exciting, Aaron. I'll scab into that, thank you. April, yeah. it looks like you've been making toys at the North Pole instead of just <laughs> pitching to toy companies. You look like you've been hard at work. I'm trying, I'm trying here. <laughs> so, Mr. Eric Sunquist, how about you? What have you been up to, man? What's going on? He's growing a beard, too. I think he was jealous of Brad's the other week. Uh, I think I'm just due for a trim, actually. I feel you, man. I'm the same way. I get rid of all this gray. But I'm uh, working on my cell sheet. I had a couple issues that I think I got squared away after last night's um, Q&A session. And I'll be submitting that hopefully tomorrow. And then when that comes back, I'll be ready to uh, get my PPA together and start pitching. Awesome. So did you, uh, had you already sent out your sell sheet and- uh, No, no, I'm still, I haven't even submitted it yet. 
because okay. I had an issue with my product being used in areas that have low light. And I was trying to get a photograph that could show what I'm trying to do. And I was having a problem with that. And then Lindsay gave me some advice last night and uh, I think it's going to work out just fine now. So when that comes back, then I'll finish up my PPA and then I can start uh, smiling and dialing, so to speak. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing your, uh, your results from it. I'm sure you're going to. Thank you. So we actually have a question. Somebody finally asked a question. I'm, I'm really excited about it. It says, how long ideally do you wait after you invite to connect on LinkedIn, LinkedIn to ask to send relevant information? Two, three months is a long time unless you keep them engaged for that long. Yeah, I agree. Two to three months, if, you're, uh, if you've got a project ready to pitch, if you've got a, you know, if you have marketing material ready to go, then I wouldn't recommend waiting two to three months. I would say three to four days after connecting with somebody would be what, what I would wait. The only yeah, thing uh, that I, what, what I like out of Miha's strategy is that's, that's long game. That's, I have a toy idea. I know I'm going to be working in this industry. I'm making this list of people. So I'm going to go ahead and connect with them so that whenever I'm ready to start pitching to them, it's not this obvious, you know, linear pitch that everybody always goes at everyone with. So I would say I would normally wait you know, any, no less than three days, but more like five days after I've connected with somebody. Uh, but the, the longer, the better. Warren, I cut yeah. you off, man, and I, I don't. Oh, that's right. I won't be able to live with myself. I think that, that that what you said about like I like the long game too, the two to three months and the long game, but also I like the really short game. And that and that was a that was a great thing I got out of your course, Benjamin. Was that after two to three days, I'm really comfortable asking people if I can send them my sell sheet. Like I'm not sending. Like not trying to pitch them straight straight away after two to three days, which, which never really sat well with me. But I think, but I feel really comfortable after a couple of days saying, "Look, I got an idea that I think might work with you guys. Um, would you mind if I send you my sell sheet?" And it's a really low key, highly respectful approach that I think just just works fabulously, like fabulously. Yeah, I I agree. You don't feel like you have to wait, but uh, if you are willing to put in that time, like Miha's saying, that is a great way to start uh, a, a little bit of up and back with somebody. Uh, Michelle, you've done that as well, correct? That's that's something that you've done in the past is is gone through and and you know kind of softened people up a little bit before you before you got at them. Is that something that was successful for you as well? Yeah, and I still do it, but I, I do both. Um, I mean, I have some people that I'll look on their profile to see when I connected with them, and some of them it was a year ago. Um, I thought I may be reaching out to buyers at different retail establishments. So a couple of years ago, I started just connecting with people. So now I am in that position where I'm reaching out to buyers for the glide mats. So some of those I connected with two years ago. So, um, but I agree with both uh, 
I try to, to connect as far in advance as I can, but there's times that you can't do that. And as long as you make it short and sweet when you uh, reach out to them after they've connected, then they should, you know, they'll respect that. And don't have it be the same day. No. Oh yeah. No. Wait a wait a couple of days. Don't make it seem like it's just clockwork that as soon as they accept that that you immediately because that just it just feels obnoxious. It feels contrived. But uh but yeah, I think that's some great uh advice from Miha. I'm glad that he's still out there killing it like how he is. I've got a question on what Michelle said. I've never noticed when you go to somebody's profile that's in your network that you can see when you added them to your network or when they added you. Where in the profile does that show? I never really noticed that before. Um, let's see. When you when you click on the Can we take a look at that, Ben? I don't know sure. if you're loaded up there, but that that'd be cool. If you click on the name and then underneath the name you look at contact info, it'll show the date that you connected. Yeah, I want to know how long have we been connected? How long then? have we been connected? <laughs> We're going to see. So, so contact, contact info. info, drop that down. And now oh. you can see his email address, Man, um, the date that you connected. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's good to know. Good to know. Nice little, nice little trick, Michelle. Yeah. How, how much <laughs> do you guys talk about grabbing the email from from there and then sending an email? How much do you guys talk about that? We cover sparkers? it every now and then. Like every meeting? Not every meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell Ben is sarcastic humor. So I was like, is this a sarcastic humor thing or is he just being serious? No, maybe once every four meetings or so it, okay. it comes up. What we normally do touch on is that people don't need to think that just because they've reached out once on LinkedIn that they've exhausted all their options. Right, right. And it's so a, really it's it's the email, it's a phone call, it's LinkedIn, and then even other social platforms, right. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that it takes to, to make it work. And that that's really when you're done is when you've exhausted all of those options, not reached out to one person at a company. Right, and then, right. Okay. And then that's it. And something that I just wanted to add with the email address, I what I always do is if I look at that email address, and I rarely use that. Um, but if if it says, uh, if it looks like their personal email address, I... I won't pitch them or I won't reach out to them in that manner. But if it's a business email address, because some people, you know, it's, it's kind of weird if you reach out to them via their, you know, um, I don't know, Benjamin has fun at gmail.com kind of thing. You know, it just doesn't make sense to reach out to them in that, on that email. Yeah, I agree. But, that makes sense. Uh, so I actually have another question. Really excited here, guys. We've got two the entire time so far. Nobody has any questions, Andrew. They just and want to hang with off, you, man. And first off, I want everyone They're to just see this. Sad they show them, see your whole face. Show like, them this. This is hilarious. So show them phone? your phone case. It's not my phone. Yes, this is amazing. I'm, I'm getting a new guys. iPhone, and I told my daughter I'd give her my old iPhone. She's eight years old. So it's got like a little sparklies that 
fall down. So he hasn't given it to <laughs> so her. So Ben comes over to my house a couple days ago, and I'm like, you like my iPhone? Do you like the case? And he's like, that's classic, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, to prove to her that uh, he was actually going to give it to her, he went ahead and let her put the, uh, her case on it. But yeah, Andrew's been waltzing around with this fancy just, case. <laughs> it just makes you happy, doesn't it? It does. Okay. So uh, let's see. Question is, well, not tech savvy. Some terms you mentioned for a profile on LinkedIn, when you say tag, do we actually use the invent right log or mention invent right? So yeah, what I would do is go to uh, your smart pitch, actual like the, the online course and go to module three and I believe it's either video one or two in there where it goes over exactly how to tag your account with InventRight. But it's basically just mentioning InventRight somewhere on your account to where whenever people do a search for InventRight, like this right here, that you'll come up along with everybody else. And then if, if as long as you have InventRight just mentioned on your account somewhere, it can, uh, don't say that you work there. You could have it under education, you could have it in your headlines, uh, or you can have it in your info, your about area. But as, as long as you do that, as long as you just put it somewhere on your account, uh, then you will show up. On my account, I have it, um, I have it in my education is how I have it. It's just like that. And so whenever people just search for invent, right, then I pop up and where that's important is as everybody's trying to connect with each other, uh, then you'll be a part of that group of people that are all connecting. Uh, so that's how you do that. I, but I would recommend going to the Smart Pitch course and looking at the actual uh, at the actual how-to process of that. Mike Miller, what you got for me, man? Can we just turn on lights here? You can. I don't know. I think you have to go all the I'll way to the out. back. Andrew's upset. You. He doesn't like my lighting for him. <laughs> no. He's, he's upset with my lighting. Oh, so what's up, Mike? <laughs> Oh, um, I think maybe Amy Smith had a question before me. I could be wrong. Let me see. Oh, you're so polite. <laughs> you're so good. It's yeah. fine. I, I don't know where your lights are. Here, go ahead. Ask, ask away, man. Andrew's worried about his lighting. Oh, my gosh. You guys got uh, questions? No. I got answers. Nice work, Andrew. <laughs> nice work. Ben's in, Ben's in charge of the helm here. There we go. Is that a little better, man? That's good. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, had a, I, I had a question. Um, what are your thoughts about the featured section? So, like, what kind of things are good to put in, the, in that featured section in your experience? So, what I have put in my featured section is just different things different projects that I've worked on, different stuff that uh, 
that I've been a, a part of that, that makes me look fancy. There's a, a LinkedIn or an article about LinkedIn uh, that we did for Entrepreneur and then some different instruments that I've uh, been a part of creating or, or created and different links to, to stuff like that just to show people some different things that I've worked on in the past. And so that's one thing that you can do. Uh, I know Michelle has uh, a, a different look or, or take on that if you don't necessarily have like articles or whatever it is that you want to that, that you've been a part of that, that you want to share you can um, uh, you know sh do other things that are important to you as well uh, I mean I don't know what, like what else you would really even want to put in there but it has really good screen real estate so I like to fill it up with stuff that if whenever somebody's like immediately looking at my account, a graphic, yeah, kind of a graphic, something, something that just says, "Hey, this person, you know, has some experience," or whatever it is, message it is that you're trying to display. So I wouldn't put a picture of a product idea that you're working on, but if there's things that you've done in the past that you're proud of or uh you know stuff that that you're into whatever it is that that helps better better uh present your your brand if you will that's my take on it april yeah. have a specific take on it as yeah well? i would say i would say posts that you've done even that get a lot of um traction you know i mean i think you know for example just seeing aaron here you know a post of him and his new product like that would be in the features um when i did posted about my product in the marine corps exchange i featured that any articles or even a volunteer experience i think is great like if you donated something or you're working with a a group and it gets somehow in the newspaper or something i think that would be good um podcasts where people can say oh she's been on this podcast or things like that so, I mean, because you see this and you see 272 comments, you're like, oh, wow. And so you, if you have anything with a lot of comments or traction, I think it looks good to be on there. Notice how it all comes back to how many comments that April gets. <laughs> Every meeting, somehow she works her way back to me sharing a screen of how successful she is at something. Goodness, no, that's not that's what it's good. about. I, I bet April gives way more than she than she receives. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, yeah, that's Mike. True. I appreciate that. That's I don't true. know about that. that I don't know, but I try. I try. No, April, but, it is very true. What's up, Warren? But April is a, is a really great example of of, um, of why I why I really why I look at people's um, LinkedIn profile, like, like as a person who looks in, looks at people's profiles to, to see if there's any chance of partnering with them. The thing I look for really is, is insights into who they are, like not only what they've done, but what sort of people are they? Are, are these the type of people that, that I'd like to be in partnership with? And April's a, like, she's a great example of that. And like, and you too, Benjamin, like, like you just, your whole profile, your LinkedIn profile comes across as fun, creative people who I'd go, wow, I'd love to work with a person like that. So even if you, even if you haven't achieved like many inventions or licensing deals, um, say you can kind of promote those, 
I think that it's really a, a really key thing is to promote who you are and why you're inventing and why you're in the section where we could because that's what it engage people. You might not have achieved things that other that other people have achieved, but you will engage people. And I think that's a real key thing. Like I said, April's whole profile is just is is, 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 it, is it kind of says that. And that's why she gets so many comments because people like me, you know, we just love reading your stuff. And oh, I've got a comment on that or, or whatever, you're, you know, you're because she's engaging. Well, and Warren, you're always amazing with your comments. He makes wonderful, nice comments that then engage you. So it's really nice when then there's that back and forth, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and a big shout out to Michelle for the thousand reviews on Amazon. Like that would be yes. something in her feature section. Like that's huge. That's amazing. Absolutely. That many bad reviews, Michelle? <laughs> that's, I don't know if I'd put that there. <laughs> and that's only 1% of the total reviews, so that means you've got 100,000 good ones, Benjamin. <laughs> Michelle, you have 1,000 reviews on your product? No kidding. Wow. Yeah, on, uh, the, on Amazon. Yeah, it's, it, it's overwhelming. It was pretty cool. And they're good reviews. They, they are good reviews. It's like a 4.8 star, so... Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Uh, so yeah, Amy's comment, I don't know if that was a, a comment or a question, but I think, yes, uh, that any time that anybody does immediately respond after you connect with them, maybe it's not a scam, you know, but it sure feels like one. And so regardless of if it's the case 100% of the time that somebody's trying to necessarily scam you, they are spamming you 95% uh, of the time. I don't know that I would call it a scam, but it's, it's more than likely spam. And so that's why it's best to avoid that is because you immediately come across that you're the same thing and that they, they're just dismissive of you. So that's why you want to avoid immediately messaging someone as so many spammers do. So I am an email and LinkedIn person. Uh, when someone wants something from me, I like people to ask rather than going all around, why is it so bad? I've got all emails I need verifying using uh, I like people to ask rather than going around. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want? Do you, so who's this from? from this, I'm a. I don't even. I'm Ahmed. 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 That's his first. Yeah, Ahmed. Okay. I just call him Ahmed. So when someone wants something from me, I like people to ask rather than going around it. I agree, and that's why I. I think that's what we really what our approach is is to ask it, our our what it is that we need as quickly and succinctly and you know get in and get out that's exactly what you should do is ask exactly what you need of that person which is a, a contact from them or who it is that it's, yeah so, send so your if you're a nigerian king and you want somebody to send you two million dollars just ask straight out come on you know um no <laughs> but yes yeah, so Ahmed, i i think we agree with you but at the same time you don't want to be perceived as spam so yeah, you don't need to beat around the bush, um, but sending a customized LinkedIn request, I think that's one of the things that you always talk about, Ben, don't do that. Because mm -hmm. then they see the next request and then they're like, oh, I didn't reply before, so I'm not going to reply now. So just, you don't need to beat around the bush, but you don't want to be perceived as spam either. 
So mm-hmm. I get so much LinkedIn spam now. It's, it's pretty bad. Awful. It's gotten real. It's got way worse the last year. Way worse. But so, but yeah. nobody's doing. Nobody's oh. being direct. Nobody's just asking a question. Nobody's no. treating you like a human in the process of it is what I continue to notice. Is that I, I get a lot of spam, but everybody's terrible at it. Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't looked at what's the first sentence of your main template. I haven't looked lately. I don't remember. We have 10 up 10. there right okay. now. But the so first sentence is really important. It's always just, uh, you know, hey, whatever the person's name is. I like to say, uh, it's probably not your department, but do you know who it is at this at right. this specific company? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound sense. like spam to me. I don't yeah. I don't get anything like that. You know, with yeah. spam. It, it's, it's, that's why I like the soft sell too. Is that nobody's nobody does that. Nobody's like, hey, it's yeah. probably not your responsibility. Everyone just shoves it, you know, right in your face. Uh, let's see, what would be the pitch? to a company you work with um, in a very unique situation in a franchise. I'm also a distributor of my own products and want to pitch my franchise. Andrew, I'm glad you're here. I'm just so gonna Dave, let Andrew David said, what, what would be the best way to pitch the company you work with? Um, I'm in a very unique situation that I am uh, in a franchise and I'm able, I'm also a distributor of my own products and want to pitch my franchises. Well, you have to look at your franchisee agreement to see what you can do and what you can't do. Um, but I don't know, that sounds fine to me. I mean, they might say, look, you can't sell that at your franchise donut shop, but they can't tell you not to pitch them. Now you wanna make look at your franchisee agreement. This probably doesn't apply to 99% of you, but look at your franchisee agreement and make sure that they're not going to own anything you do related in the donut business, if you're in donuts, for example. So, um, you know, I would look at your franchise agreement. If there's not any red flags in there, go ahead and pitch them. I don't see any harm in that. Uh, Mike was asking if anyone else gets a lot of, we want to be a distributor retailer for for our product messages. We want you to be a distributor retailer. I get... I quit reading the messages that I get. I would have to actually read, a, 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 you know, to to answer that. But I get a lot of people that want to provide like prototype assistance and or yeah, manufacturing assistance for products. That's search that's engine optimization. Build your website. I want to be a. Um, uh, personal assistant, all that sort of stuff. What do you get, Paul? Do you get a bunch of spam too, or you? They leave you alone out there in Utah. No, I get the same stuff. People wanting to, probably the most common one I've been seeing recently is we can get you leads. It's like I didn't know I was looking for leads. You know, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for a little yeah, bit different I'm, thing, and 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 that's that's. That's actually the thing with LinkedIn, how we can stand apart is to not be one of those guys that's soliciting something to them um, that is, I don't know, I was going to say a business, but um, one I get a lot is they'll send me an email 
and an all or a connection request with a, a message with it, and I'll accept them. I pretty much accept anybody that um, wants to connect with me. And then a few days later, they'll send me another one. Hey, I don't know if you saw this, and I'm like, well, I ignored you on purpose. And then a few days later, I get another one, and after too long, I'll go and just block them out. So you need to be uh, sensitive to that, that you're not pushing somebody too much that they're going to block you. Um, if I think if they see your message and they are interested, they'll reply. Maybe hit them a second time if you give enough time. But if you start pushing them too much, I think a lot of people feel the same way I do. It's like, oh, leave me alone. I, I don't want to be rude to you. And I want to keep you as a connection, but not if you're going to keep doing this. One of like the worst horror stories that I can remember of, of this was a student that sent me a, an email and they said, hey, can you review my transcript with this, uh, this connection on LinkedIn? Uh, I, I want to see how you would change up like your, your approach at this point to get them to respond. And, and I, I was like, okay, okay. You know, send it over I'll, I'll look at it they seemed really desperate and you guys know me I'm, I'm a softie so whenever I read it I was absolutely mortified because they had gone from telling the people since you agreed to like they they sent the original like custom connection request note about how they wanted to submit products to them whatever they put that in that initial like connection request and then the person accepted it. And then they used that against that connection later saying, you accepted my oh, connection God. with the knowledge that I was going to be sending you product submissions. And now you're not responding to me. And it was like five or six different messages every couple of days that was them like, going off on this person about you by accepting my request you agreed that you were going to do this that's 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 nutty inventor territory guys yeah, that's yeah. nutty inventor that's, yeah people that do stuff like that are giving everybody a bad name so we're so different here and what we're doing and everybody has their different methods that they that they like i like the test and see who it is that is is willing to help me method and just doing that and hopefully somebody's willing to help me. If not, then we can get we can start shaking the bushes and getting getting a little more dirty about it and getting in there. But what I've found is normally if I send out messages to six people, somebody's going to be willing to help me out out of that group. Especially if you do any vetting of them whatsoever. That's not always the case, but more times than not, if you just test, somebody's going to help you out. Um, TJ, I'm sorry, how long do you ideally wait after sending invite to connect? You don't hear back, especially if you are pitching to people who are in totally different industry segment than you. What do you say in a second invite? You know, for me, that I can't, I'm going to have to go right back to my testing. And if somebody hasn't accepted a connection request of mine, chances are they don't want to help me out. 
And so I don't really beat people up that don't want to connect with me because if they don't want to connect with me, they're probably not going to want to answer my, my script that I send them either. So I see sending connection requests out as the first stage of a of, of filtering process. And if they're not willing to accept my connection request, chances are I don't really need them anyway because they weren't going to be willing to help me out with anything else. So if they don't accept my connection request, I don't ever really look back or think about it. I just keep going and keep connecting with more people and keep trying to find that person that's willing to help you. So I wouldn't reach out a second time. You may have this, this connection, this dreamy connection that you really thought was going to be the one and they didn't answer. But instead of thinking about it, I would just just keep connecting with people. Uh, but but some, sometimes, you know, they're just not on LinkedIn that much. And if you reached out via email or reached out on the phone, they're like, oh, yeah, send over your sell sheet. You know, so to me, LinkedIn is, isn't right for all industries. There's some industries where you just like it's crickets. There's like nobody there. But that's not many. But if it's an industry, if that's your industry, then you need to make phone calls and you need to send emails. But there's always going to be a percentage in any industry where you're not getting a hold of people and you need to pick up the stupid phone and call and you need to drop them emails to, to say, oh, just LinkedIn for every company, for every industry, you're going to hit all, you're going to get a hold of every potential licensee. I, I don't think that's, that works like that. Is that, I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. And every, yeah, I, yeah. many people here too that will, yeah, Paul, Paul's already all over it. I don't even have to speak. Go ahead, Paul. Paul, what do you, I, I was going to ask him, I was going to get Paul's input, but he's going to give it anyway. Uh, you can ask me the question in a second. I was going to say something else that if you're going to reach out a second time, if you've connected with them and they don't connect, be sure to go in and withdraw your connection the first time or else it might not ever even show up again. Well, yeah. thank you. I, yeah, that's a good, yeah, a good that, point. That, I don't know that for sure, but I would imagine that if they have, I don't know if they have denied it or whatever, it still shows up as you tried to connect with them, you know, 12 and a half years ago, <laughs> you need to go in and release that. That's actually a good habit to get in anyway. So you don't have a whole bunch of people sitting in your, uh, tried to get a connection with and were rejected list. Well, do you, can you look into that, Ben? Like if you remove, you, I, that would be a way of spamming or pestering people. If you yeah. remove it, the, the connection request, and then later send it a week later or a day mm. later, will it hit them again or will yeah, it not? I, I don't know. I have never done that before because of, because of uh, how I feel about it is if they don't want to connect with me, the last thing I want to do is to try to connect with them again and but it's just it's more, but you could you could rationalize oh it's just another ping they were in a bad mood yeah. that day they got busy they didn't see it and now they're gonna see it again but i wouldn't think that it that would work yeah i'm guessing I, that they were not gonna let you do that i think i think that it would show up we can test it we can see uh that's yeah. a really good it's a good question it's a good observation too paul i don't know mm. the answer to that because i've never I've never done it because if somebody didn't connect, what I don't want to do is make them hit that they don't know me or that I'm spamming them or whatever, and then get that ding on my account. Because if you get a couple of those dings, 
then then LinkedIn will actually suspend your account. How are people so. managing? I mean, like I go into mine and I go accept, 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 and I just look to see if they're not an invention promotion company because those guys are evil. And everybody else I add, not everybody's that way. Do people leave stuff lingering in there and then they only look at the top of their exception box? I would think they would click decline or ignore. I don't but know. It's I think weird. It, it's different for everybody. There's some people that are that clear out their email and they're always at zero. There's some people that are comfortable sitting around with 2,200 unread emails. I'm a I'm a zero guy. Like I have yeah. to say zero. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, Paul, Paul I'm kind of a zero either. guy too. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Are you Warren? Yeah, I'm a zero guy too. But 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 getting back to what you were saying about about connecting with people and how to handle the processes. As I look at connecting with people the same way I look at inventing, right? I, like with inventing, a lot of the things I do don't work. And if they don't work, I don't try and make them work. I go on to the next stage of the invention. And eventually I get to where I want to go. I look at, I look at the way I connect with people the same. Like if they don't want to connect with me, that's absolutely fine. I'll just go on to the, I'll go on and I'll find the people who do. And I always kind of, have that attitude with people and I find for me it works it works pretty well because I'm not I'm not wasting my time or harass and harassing other people who are not interested in what I'm doing and if they're not interested that's fine I'm like and so then it's the same with inventing like if I find something that doesn't work I don't spend another week on it trying to make it work even though I know that it's not going to work it's just wasting my time so I find that that my, my inventor attitude I take into the people space as well and it just seems to make it easier for me i completely agree and i think it's really short-sighted of people to think that even if they've tricked someone into <laughs> connecting with them or hacked their way into something that that's like a place where you can build anything from that's not who you want to be in a business relationship with is somebody that squirmed their way into your DM box or like made you respond to some cheesy thing that was just designed to make you trigger response. Like that's not who anybody wants to do business with anyway. Like who, who is like, Oh yeah, it that's, must, that's it must work for some people. Like hey, uh, Robert had a question here. I was looking at, he says there's a uh, LinkedIn profile is a place to set up what industry you're in. As a product developer, I chose design for a lack of a better choice. Do you have a preference for your industry? What do you think, Ben? Well, you can do a couple of different things. I like design for, uh, if you're a product developer, design works fine. Another thing that you can do is enter the industries that you're going to be pitching in as well, just to make people feel you know more comfortable with that. And that that is something else that you can have. Hey, I'm a, a open innovation product developer. This is the industry that I'm pitching in. This is so I, whenever I was, uh, whenever I, whenever I'm pitching certain products, I, I'll change mine up. I'll have it go from entertainment to to something else to to whatever. So I don't see anything wrong with entering whatever if there is a specific industry that you're pitching in at that time. I don't see anything wrong with adding that industry well, just to give one more. April and Paul, what do you guys have? I had to think about it. I'm like, I think it's like educational business education or something like that. April, what do you have? 
as my title. I just, I mean, I I, your industry. Oh, I don't know that I have a clicked industry. I'll have to look. I think I've seen polls. It's assassin for hire. If, if I remember. <laughs> well, that's my side gig. That's your side gig. Mer mercenary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think design is a is a great industry for you to to have. Uh, that's a great default one to go to if you want to have whatever it is that you're whatever industry that you're currently pitching in. That that's another option as well. But uh, design works fine. Don't let anything stop you from from moving forward and getting your ideas out there. Don't don't let any any one setting make you feel like it, it should hold you back just uh, do the best you can. And there's always time for perfecting stuff later is, is the way that I look at it. Put design up and keep moving because it's, it's not going to make or break your, your overall experience. Sounds good. Thanks. Um, absolutely. So Ben, yes, Ben, I, I had a, I want to give a little bit different perspective to what you were talking about earlier about not trying to get them again. I, had an experience today. I was on a call with um, uh, two brothers that are students, and um, they're working on a packaging product. And um, they were showing me, we were on Skype, and they were showing me their LinkedIn, who they've gone through and the messages and whatnot. And they were referred to the marketing director at Treetop Apple or Treetop Juice Company. And I saw the name and I personally know the guy, like he's a guy I grew up with. And so um, I'm like, okay, I messaged him on uh, Facebook right there. I'm like, hey, Bryce, I have a couple of my students that want to send something over to you. They tried to connect with you on LinkedIn. He jumped on. He's like, I don't see him on there, but I delete most of them off because I get solicited by so many things. I just delete everything off. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and have him send it over to me. And he gave me his work email and I just looked and the work email he gave me and the work email that he has on LinkedIn are two different ones are two different formats. So I think that there's a couple of things that I'm getting at is I don't necessarily feel that if you go about it in a professional way, it's a bad thing to try a second time. Um, and then also a secondary comment is their email that's in there they might put in their email there that just kind of goes to their spam box so uh, you never know or, or they entered it a long time ago and they never updated it yeah there's that too yeah yeah and, and <laughs> i don't mean to come across paul i'm sorry if, if i if i didn't um put it eloquently or, or, or misspoke i i don't think that giving up after one attempt of, of trying to contact anyone is, is the way to go. I, I was speaking strictly to if you'd ask someone for a connection request and they didn't accept it, whether or not you should redact or, 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 or you know, exit out of that uh, connection request and then ask them for another. I don't think that that is, is necessarily prudent, but giving up after one, way or one platform of reaching out to somebody or one you know uh medium of communication whatever i would never suggest well, my my point like, is this guy didn't even know he wouldn't have known if you hit him again 
he wouldn't be going, hey, these are those same guys that hit me, you know, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'd know. But I think anytime you're reaching out multiple times to people or replying to a no reply, it's a lot more important how you are portraying yourself and if you're doing it in an appropriate manner than if you're doing it multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, and I, I don't think that um, I like to tell everybody and everybody has different methods. I, I wanted to ask you about this because you probably approach things different. I like to go uh, LinkedIn, uh, email, phone. You like to go LinkedIn to find who you can call on the phone. And then if that doesn't work, you'll go to something else. So there's really I don't think a right or a wrong way to go down that list. I think the wrong move is to not work your way down a mm-hmm. list, is to just try mm-hmm. one thing and then to give up. I think that's the only wrong approach. I, you're, you know, everybody has a different rhythm. Everybody has different um, yeah. availability. That I really like about InventRight, the 10 steps and about LinkedIn and, and everything we do is there's not necessarily right and wrong way. So all of you guys, you're kind of feeling your own way and developing your own style and your own strategies. And guess what? Some of those are going to work so good and you're going to teach us. And so don't be afraid of, oh, I didn't do it right because there isn't necessarily a right and wrong. And we love it when you're a little innovative and come up with something new. Um, what we want to give you is some really good tools to help you out to give you some arrows in your quiver when you're starting because that's scary to go out there not having any tools Um, but boy sometimes the best some of the best things come from students that are that counter me and they say well here's what I do and I'm like gosh that's a good idea I mean just because we're the coaches doesn't mean that we know it all by a long shot you're so right. And that's been one of the main takeaways that I've had from doing these meetings for a little over a year now is it's all the things that everybody else brings to the table that makes this what it is. It's not me. It's everybody helping each other out. It's everybody being willing to join in. And uh, I don't know, it's RMA is is what you have as your uh username for zoom so i don't know to call on you but brother i i forgot to ask at the end of our last meeting you said that there was something that you wanted to share there was a a website or a tool that you wanted to share with everybody and i didn't catch it until i was ending the meeting and I, i apologize Anytime that anybody has something that's working for them, I want them to feel free to share it with the group. So what was well, it? I can tell you on? now if you want to hear about it. No, you're going to have um, to wait until next meeting. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'd love uh, to hear about it. I'd love to hear about it. What's going okay. on? Okay. Uh, one of the places you can find information on companies is Zoom Info. And uh, the problem is they want you to pay or, or something like that for it, but you don't have to. Here's what you do. You put zoominfo.com in quotes and then XYZ company in quotes, and it'll spit out um, a lot of information about the company. It tells you how many employees they've got. It tells you what their revenue is. So, you know, if you're dealing with the big fish or the little ones, it'll tell you how many employees there are and give you uh, all of their names. It doesn't give you their email 
unless you pay them, but you've got other tricks to find that. Awesome. It's just, so, it's so in quotes, zoom info, right. Dot com. Dot com. And then in quotes, you also, um, you put the company name. Yeah. So, and it'll, it'll give you a list of stuff. Yeah, that was, I did a webinar recently. It was a whole hour yeah. getting people's email addresses. And, and I realized I could go back and probably do that in eight minutes, an eight minute video and put it into the membership site. You know, I mean, it was a lot yeah. of resources. Some of them weren't necessary. And, and uh, I, I intend on doing that. You guys can watch the hour long video. It's going to give you the info you need on gathering people's email addresses and how to find those. Um, but I, I want to try to summarize it so you don't need to watch a whole hour webinar and do it eight minutes, you know? So uh, we got to get, I, Ida, I see that you had a question. You just entered that you have a question. I don't know if that was, that was just a general statement or, or if you actually wanted to ask it, but you're, you're more than, more than welcome to ask it before we go. Well, I just kind of wanted to, I try to understand what this, um, one, two, three level is as far as connecting. I, my son, I just found out today, my son is, has a LinkedIn. He lives in another state. He's a lawyer. And um, so I was going to connect. He said, mom, you know, connect with me. And he, I'd connect. And I can't because it just shows a key on there, a lock. And he says, and it's number three. So how would I go about doing that? So it may have more to do with the way that his, um, it may have more to do with the way that his account is set up and that he do, can't, he has his uh, privacy set up where he will only receive connection requests from people that are second degree connections. But the way that all that breaks down is there are first, second, and third degree connections. And I would, I would say for you to check all of this out in the Smart Pitch course in, um, let's see, I think it's module two, LinkedIn basics, video four, the basics of social selling on LinkedIn. And it'll break all that down for you. But it's uh so if I ask Andrew for a connection request. By the way, he's got a cheat sheet he's looking at people. He doesn't hey, have that all in his in his head. Hey, I've told him. But before. I'm impressed. That's very organized. Hey, you're man. the you one gotta... that, you're the one that told me to do it. Oh, uh, did yeah, I? Okay. Yeah, I'm and, a, that's why I'm impressed. Yeah. But uh <laughs> yeah, I always tell people I have to go to my cheat sheet. I don't I don't try to act smart. But it's it's basically once we're connected on LinkedIn, once I've sent him a connection request or he sent me a connection request and we've uh, the person has accepted it, then we're first degree connections. And once we're first degree connections, then all of Andrew's other first degree connections become my second degree connections. And so that allows me to be able to ask more people for connection requests. And then the people that Andrew's connected to their connections or third degree connections. And so that's why we, it's important whenever you're starting out to go through and ask everybody that it has uh, tagged their account with an invent right for connection requests, because we're all connected with each other. We should all be second and third degree connections, first degree connections with each other. 
you know, help you build that base of connections out where uh, eventually you won't, you, you'll have enough connections and that won't happen as often. But also if she wants her son to be part of her network, if she has his email address, she can get it that way too. Correct. You can invite, if you have somebody's direct email address, you can invite somebody that way as well. A absolutely, yeah. Because it proves you know them is, you know, yeah. Is there anything other than email addresses that that works with guys? Does anybody know of any other, mm -hmm. is it phone number? Can't she, uh, he reach out and connect to her though, because she probably doesn't have the same privacy settings. So yeah. he could probably connect with her. He could send her a request. Right. And don't forget to take the picture, especially with you two sitting in the driveway oh. while you're. Uh... <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll take a picture real quick. Sorry, we got a couple of screens of everybody. So I everybody... wish I could get, we're not, his dog, Benjamin's beautiful dog, Olivia, is right here. But I don't think he's going to fit in this team. All right, everybody. Big smiles. Big smiles. Big smiles. I'll have to go to the second screen. And nobody can see my smile. Everybody keep it going. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, everybody. That's not fair. We didn't have to smile. Everybody else. Hey, can I, can I add something? One more thing. I know we're way over time. But something that I just did on Saturday, because I tend to work a lot on the weekend. Um, I was reading an article, I googled somebody's name that I want to connect with, and I read this article about them, and so when I reached out to them, I said, hey, I just read your private brand intelligence report 2020, it was very interesting, the part I found extremely interesting was blah, 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 I'm a product developer, you know, it was a little bit longer, but that real, that got his attention, and he was a pretty big guy in the, you know, I commented on, I read your report, I found this part interesting. People love that stuff, you know, so doing a little bit of investigating, Googling their name, trying to read something about them, then commenting about what they just got awarded for or what their company is doing or something, you know, um, it, it, I think it gives us like we're, we're, we're putting an effort into it. So that's something that really works for me. A little that's a fantastic, oh, sorry. It's all right, Warren. I was just going to say a little discovery uh, does go a long way. Uh, and Michelle does discovery and suggests that even just for finding out how people communicate and then communicating to them that way. Uh, but the discovery that you're doing of going in and actually learning something about somebody's, like something that they've done recently that you can comment on, that is next level co commitment to, uh, you know, putting in the work on the front end. And I, it's, I, co I commend you on the amount of work that you're putting in. You won't be able to do that for every connection, of course, but the really important ones that you're after, I would recommend doing that because you're right. It, that is gonna separate you from the pack of all the other people that haven't done their discovery and haven't done their research, but have messed with them anyway. Warren? Yeah. Yeah, no, Dana, that's, that's priceless. I, I always, these days I always try and do that. And what I found is that even with LinkedIn, I, I'll always go into someone's about section and often there's, there's little pieces in of their about section that really capture me. And I'll mention that in, in, in the message or my contact with them. And also when people connect with me, I'll generally send back a, a little message saying, look, thanks for connecting with me. And again, I'll go into their about section and pick out little pieces that really attract me. And I'll say, you know, thanks for connecting with me. I love that you're a passionate inventor or whatever they say. And it does, it really, um, 
it really works wonders. If I ever go back to them, they kind of remember me and, and, and often they'll always, they'll always help me out. And it just takes that, that extra few minutes or whatever to really connect with someone. And like Benjamin says, it, it sets the invent right people apart above a lot of the other contacts because it shows that we, you know, we kind of, they're people and we really do care about them. One thing that I would caution everyone in, and I'll let everybody go. I know Andrew's got to get, it, it's late. I'm surprised. We got to, we got to go rob our bank. We're all, yeah, we're, we got we to go. We're going to end 2020, right? But uh, the one thing that you do need to be careful of is coming across, across too uh, contrived or, or act like you're trying to, to, um, trick someone into doing you a favor or whatever yeah, you I, really have yeah. to have to yeah dana can do it michelle yeah. can do it i know you can do it warren i don't know everybody else here yeah. personally but there is a finesse that is required in doing that where you don't come across uh, contrived and it actually be worse than if you just connected with them normally in the first place because if you go right from this oh hey you're amazing I love it you're I love your profile there's a lot of people that do like those type of things and then immediately it's the sell right afterwards and whenever there's there's just an empty feeling whenever someone you feel like someone tricked you into responding and then now you're just another person on their spam list. It feels really bad and empty inside. So if you're gonna do that, you're gonna um, get pissed, man. Hey, wow. I'll, I'll, I'm being dead. I'm being dead <laughs> serious. Like, they've. Uh, uh, I've well, I've right. had people like be right. really nice to me and even like offer me tickets to uh, uh, like Clippers games if I'm ever in the area. And then whenever I actually like asked them and or needed something all of a sudden it, it was like they were disappointed because they they thought i was really a huge clippers fan which i'm not but i said and then like you know what i mean so you have to be careful you have yeah. to you have to yeah. have that finesse and I, I it works wonderful for people that have the finesse but it, it actually it, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have the, the finesse yeah. I, I know it's something that michelle and i have talked about in detail you either have that that understanding socially or sales background whatever it is where, where you're able to do that or not it's, it's, you know it's, i would just want to add one it. thing it's Andrew's just exactly. it's real simple just be just be honest and you know, just lead with integrity. Like when Dana, she read that article, she didn't uh, think, how can I, you know, let me find an article about this person. The honesty of, I found this, I really thought it was cool. Then she reached out. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win situation. You do it the right way and they'll see it. If you do it the wrong way, they'll see right through it. Yep. Yeah. So just be careful in that. Like Miha, time time is a factor here if it if you reach out and then you immediately need something right afterwards it's different than if you compliment someone and then two months later have a question for them right it's that uh sincerity though andrew said it best if it's sincere it works if it mm -hmm. isn't you're shooting yourself in the foot paul swarnton you have any last minute words of, of wisdom from 
from the beautiful state of, of Utah. How far north are you, man? Are, are you, is it too cold there for me to see you? I'm about 12 miles from the Idaho border. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm truly northern Utah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not making it up there, man. My wife is in, in the front windshield of yeah, the RV and I'm like waving to her. She's like, waving <laughs> yeah, I think that's the dinner's ready wave. I think I that's what be, that yeah. is. I don't know. Um, but you have any closing words? I, I just want I just want to compliment everybody for your efforts because because just the fact that you are here on this call shows that you are doing more than what a lot of people do. The fact that you've been involved with InventRight and have taken those steps to educate yourself, you're, you're miles ahead of the majority of people and you're learning the right way. Um, and you guys are gonna do great. And like I said earlier, you guys teach us things. Um, you guys bring a lot to us. It's not just us giving to you, but you give a ton to us and we really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So I compliment you and commend you on where you guys all are. And I can't wait till you're on my calendar because that means that you're uh, getting close to ink and a deal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you're hanging out with Paul, you're doing good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul, first time in my life, that's been true. <laughs> That was a good yeah, one, Paul. everybody, happy holidays, and I, I will, I will agree with Paul. To thanks for showing up. I know it's it, everybody's still on. We're almost thirty minutes late. Thanks for sticking around okay. um, to the holidays. But uh, I just want to say, I mean, you're in good company. What an amazing group of people. What a what an awesome community that InventRight is. I'm over here mooch docking in Andrew Krause's driveway, uh, you know, having, having our masks and, uh, uh, you know, a socially distant meal. And I just, where else are you, do you meet people like this? Like, it's such an amazing community of people. Uh, it's awesome to see all of your faces. It's always a pleasure. And thanks for being another part of that, that community, e each and every one of you. I'm gonna go weep at how sweet I am uh, good to see everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everyone. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Happy holidays. <laughs>